0: Hey there, welcome to the Grace Rancho weekly podcast where our goal is to help you, our church members, understand the what and the why behind what we do as a church. I'm Michael Shera. I'm here with the infamous, ever gregarious Pastor Eric.
1: You know what gregarious means?
0: I yeah, man. Do you know what gregarious means? <laughs>
1: I'd, I've never been described as ever You're gregarious. fond of
0: company. You're sociable.
1: <laughs> you're on dictionary.com right now, no, aren't I'm you? Not. Everybody knows what gregarious .com. means. He's looked up something online. He's a, uh, he's someone using who's, words he's someone who's
0: gregarious from. is like fun, sociable, so enjoyable to be around, the life of
1: the party. Do you have any that? That's you. Think about it. Any on antonyms? Sundays, you
0: bring the sermon, you're
1: gregarious in your preaching. Can you use it in a sentence? Eric is
0: very gregarious.
1: <laughs> What's the day today?
0: Today is June, July second. Can you believe that? It's already July. Middle of the summer.
1: What did we do yesterday?
0: We went golfing and uh I came home with a high score.
1: <laughs> Dominant high score. I let's, I came home with a high score. Just blew people out. And of everybody away, but... agreed that I was the high scorer for the day. And uh who else was I mean with typically us? I do pretty well when I score? Brian was high, there? So. It was the three of us. Yep. We do a staff day away. Yep. Um, it's, um, and we're all sore today. Yeah. Very sore. Uh, so that is to say that this is a summer Did you podcast. know that you use your rib cage while you golf? <laughs> At least Michael does. You should have seen how hard he swings. It's like he's trying to hit First a home
0: First time golfing, I'm learning. And I had I had some good connections. Your Instagram story wouldn't have shown it, but I had some... I you, admit it. I had some nice hits out there. You had
1: a few. Yeah. Yeah. I had some bad hits, but I had some nice hits. Um, So it's a summer podcast. We're going to be taking a break probably a few weeks after we're, after this one, just to yeah. get through the rest of the summer. We, we
0: kind of had a COVID break for a while just yeah. because things were getting busy and then regathering break for a while because things were getting busy. And now it's the summer and you're going to be on vacation a little bit. I'm going to be preaching It's a probably bit. just going to be
1: good to take a little break. And then in the yeah. in the fall. We're going to come back strong in August. Late late summer. Yeah. August time. Come back. So might this will even be the have, last one for a little while. We might
0: even have a new introduction song.
1: Maybe. I'm thinking and about it. And it might be pretty groovy. Yeah. So, uh, but what we're doing this summer, Michael, is... We're preaching the Psalms. Yeah. Preaching the Psalms. I preached Psalm 6 last Sunday. Mark is preaching Psalm 7. This Sunday, as in a few days, uh, Kent, our other elder, Roberts, will be uh preaching Psalm. The eight. other elder. Yeah.
0: Really? I'm just kidding. And then I'm you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you will be preaching Psalm Psalm nine. Nine. All twenty verses. Yeah, you're gonna have to make that uh a twenty minute sermon. It's gonna be good. A minute. One verse. minute a verse. And summer, then summarizing I'm gonna, statements. I'm going to do be Psalm gregarious. 10, and uh, that will kind of conclude our summer in the Psalms. And this has been something we've now done two summers in a row. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess we did do it last summer. Sorry. I was, yeah, you, I, Yeah, I was forgetting what last summer was. You, it's okay. You did it last year. I did. You did Psalm 1 I, and 2, right? I did. And, and Mark did Psalm 3. Off. Because we've kind of set it up and designed... Mostly so that when we're not going through our typical exegetal, you're not going through your typical, I'm like, i over like, well, I stopped myself halfway through exegetical preaching, oh, right? Through Mark or through Jonah, like you've done or whatever series we're through, uh, we're preaching through the Psalms.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of our, uh, we, we like to have a little bit of our minds engaged with the Psalms. It's kind of a good practice I think we are yeah. we are uh, not just brains trying to intake data systematic you know theologians trying to learn doctrine that's obviously crucial but the Psalms also show the value of our emotional life our internal you know life of the spirit life of the soul the the highs and the lows and the um, emotional roller coaster. Sometimes this life can be like John Calvin. I, I found that quote when I was preparing He's Psalm He's got six. a lot of good ones on the Psalms. Yeah, but he, the, uh, the Psalms are an anatomy of every part of the soul. So Psalms are good for the soul. So good for the soul. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we've kind of yeah, organized our preaching so that when we're not doing some form of uh, sequential exhibition somewhere else, we dip into the Psalms. Indeed. Yeah. So, why are the Psalms? You, 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 you preach the Psalms a lot. In fact, Michael has only know. ever preached a Psalm at Grace Rancho at Grace on a Rancho. Sunday morning. So, I, I might, you know, we might think of him as the Psalm expert. No. Would, would you think of yourself as a Psalm expert here? No. Among us all uh, who attend Grace Rancho, can we look to you as the Psalm expert?
0: You shouldn't. Okay. That'd be a bad idea. Well,
1: what do you know about the Psalms? Why are they valuable?
0: Uh, Like we said, the psalms are good for your soul uh, because the psalms are David much, but other psalmists as well, processing the events and things of their lives uh, in prayer to God. And what's particularly helpful about the psalms is the psalms are mostly praise to God, even in hardship and lament, even in good times, where we remember the Lord's good deeds, even in um, times where Israel is in exile, the Psalms end in praise and tune our hearts to praise God. And that's why they're helpful, because the Psalms, like most of Scripture, focus us on God and His character and His goodness, uh, regardless of circumstances. So I think Psalms, because of that, breed a lot of contentment and should, hopefully, long term breed joy
1: yeah there's a psalm Produced for every joy. every um, emotion you can feel what are yep. the different psalms they have a there's psalms of psalms Lament, of we talk about that there's psalms of praise there's, there's royal, some wisdom psalms wisdom psalms royal psalms that there's a few of those messianic like talking yep. about the the coming messiah and his rule and reign um, Song psalms oh. of like I think of psalm 88 I remember reading that um, that's one of the few that really doesn't have a good like happy resolution like almost mm-hmm. every other psalm does come to finish with praise and there's even psalms that are just expressions of grief indeed you know the sorrow and and so psalms of ascent the psalms of ascent that yeah. Israel would have sung on their way to worship the Lord <clears throat> yeah so there's all kinds of different things and and it's fitting because in our lives, we face all kinds of different things. And so if you know the Psalms well enough, you kind of have a map to use uh, to help guide your soul through all of life's difficulties.
0: Yeah. Even even if you just knew one wisdom Psalm. So even if you knew Psalm 1, you knew a Psalm of Lament, you knew a Psalm of Praise, and, and thrown in some other Psalm in there. If you just knew four Psalms well, you would benefit greatly because you would have something to help you process life and come to God in prayer through many circumstances. Just start there, right? With four, but consider all the more even others um, and they benefit you a lot.
1: Yeah. I've always said, not always said, I don't know if I've always said this, but I've thought this. You always say this. (laughs) I always say. um, If I had three books of the Bible to take with me on a desert island. never heard you say this. (laughs) Perhaps I just... Say it to myself. You often think. When I'm often thinking about my uh, time on a desert island. As you stare at your books. Yeah. (laughs) I I imagine if I could only take a few books of the Bible with me, Psalms is Mm. non-negotiable. It's coming with. It should. I think I have Psalms as a non-negotiable. Almost any other one would be debatable. I'd probably take Romans as a number two. Mm. And I'm not sure what number three would be. But uh, Psalms is coming with me. Uh, probably not
0: 1st and 2nd Chronicles
1: mm, probably not <laughs> nope. okay. but I'm taking Psalms it's, it's, it's going to be that it's pretty which, indispensable oh yeah a dis, uh, indispensable and so yeah we want to always be dipping into it be thinking about it uh, helping us think through life and process through difficulties and so if you are whatever you're going through f- be in the Psalms and let the Psalms guide your heart And bring your attention to God. Yeah, the Psalms are so good for us. And as we have other people preach, and as we go
0: through the Psalms over probably the next long period of time, because there's 150.
1: Well, yeah, we'll be dipping in like here and Um, there. So over summers and then random times throughout the year. Uh, We have opportunity for other people to preach.
0: Um, Why is it good for our church to hear different preachers and not
1: just the... Gregarious Eric Durso every week Well the reason is Is because we're not dependent on the Gregarious Eric Durso For the health of the church We're dependent on the word of God And the more that the church Becomes dependent on a single man The the less Prepared it will be to Multiply To reproduce To last into a new generation I'm going to die and
0: Hopefully not soon
1: who knows when but i will and in when i do this church will be fine and every preacher really is in a transitionary phase preparing the church for the next guy like no pastor lives forever jesus really is lord of the church and he really has spoken to us in his word and so part of the way we train the church to look to the word as the highest authority and look to the word as our food, our health, our guide. Uh, we, we can't tempt the church to think that it's built on a man other than the man Jesus Christ. And so we want to get other people preaching and, and other people, and our, we want to get our church accustomed to feeding mm-hmm. off the word or feeding from the word, feeding on the word, um, through different shepherds that feed them, through different preachers who give them the truth. Yeah. So they're not dependent on a style or a personality. They're dependent on the word of God.
0: Ultimately, it's not you. It's not you. Me. You are a faithful preacher who does well, but let's not look to you for our hope. Let's look to you as you expound and others as they expound the word of God. Um, and let's look to God himself yeah. to lead and, us.
1: And God has gifted other men other than me. And I'm just I'm just a member of this church. And the Lord has given me this opportunity to to preach and to teach, and I'm thankful for it. But the Lord has given gifts to other men that I wanna I wanna I wanna give them opportunities to use that gift and I also want to help them develop that gift. Hmm. You can't there are certain things you can't do by just reading a book about it like golf for instance like if you were to read a book about golf which and i about, haven't done and about you know a backswing and sure if follow I'm sure through sure if i read something about golf it, it might have helped something yeah a lot of things would have would have helped would have helped i think um but a book would Ouch. have had limit, limited <laughs> help because you just need to do it yeah you can't do surgery just by reading about it yeah and preaching is like that You can't read a book on preaching. There are great books on preaching. I'm reading one right now, and it's encouraging and convicting and all the rest. That's this one right here. Oh, yeah, I've got that one on my shelf. It is so good. This one, Preacher's Catechism, (laughs) by Lewis Allen. We were given it at at Shepherds Shepherd's a couple of years ago, Shepherds Conference. But the way you learn to preach is to preach, in into dive into the work to do it, and to receive. Helpful feedback. Um, Yeah, so you'll be preaching. Mark will be preaching. Kent will be preaching. Mm -hmm. And these men, I believe, have the the heart to handle God's word. You guys love the word of God. You want to feed the flock. And I want to give you opportunity to keep growing in your ability to preach. And Lord willing, the Lord raises up several men who are willing to and able to hop in and handle the word and preach it. Yep. So it's going to be pray for that. Yeah, pray for that and and encourage. Like so you have a role to play in developing more leaders. If you're just a listener and you're like a stay-at-home mom and you feel like, you know, what role do I have in raising up more preachers? Like you're not training anyone to preach, you're not doing any of that. But what what can they do?
0: Encourage one. Yeah. Right? Especially new people. Like yeah. at least thank you, right? And I'd say for you as well, Eric. Sometimes it can be a thankless job to preach every single week or do something every single week. And so thank Eric when he's been particularly helpful in the way he's presented truth. Um, And let him know you're praising God for the way he's using the word in your life through his preaching. But also, um, don't be afraid to give helpful feedback. Don't be the guy who like nitpicks, like, oh, you said this wrong or you said that wrong or, you know, you used the wrong word this time. Like, don't be like some super dogmatic listener but give helpful feedback in this was really helpful because of the way you said this or the way you explained this this illustration was so good for me to hear and helped ground truth in my life or hey for some reason I didn't understand what you were saying when you put it that way could you clarify it for me yeah things like that questions like that statements like that help people who are teaching and preaching um because every preacher wants to get better so that they can better serve the people of God as they exposit truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, yeah. and they need encouragement because it's a long process and some weeks it's tiring, I'm sure you'd say, and exhausting yeah. because you're wrestling with
1: things in God's word. And it's more than just an intellectual battle. It's a heart wrestling. Yeah. Like when you're really trying to come to understand not only what the text says, but how it should apply to your life and and you're just a regular guy. Like we're just, I'm just a regular guy. When I'm trying to preach, I'm still struggling with my own issues. Like I have my own sins that are there in what? my heart that the, <laughs> that the word exposes. I got to work through those things as I come to preach. So I would say, so if you're just a you're you're a church member and you want to be helpful in helping guys learn to preach, um, learn the art and the skill of good encouragement. And and pray for them, mm. and like you were saying, come up and, and honest feedback. Uh, honest feedback. I will say that the the hour or two right after someone preaches, that the, <laughs> the preacher is the most vulner, vulnerable. <laughs> he's exhausted. There's been a spiritual battle all week, and he's that's, finally. That's when it. I get
0: in my daggers.
1: Yeah, that's that's when personally, I mean, you know, I might be speaking for myself only. Personally, that's when I'm most vulnerable to discouragement mm. because. Like, I all you you know this. Like we talk about this a lot. When when I finish and you go, how do you think it went? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like you walk out, and I just the question's always lingering in my mind. Man, did, was I clear? Was yep. it helpful? Did I make sure I did I leave things out? When in you put so
0: much effort into it, not for yourself, but because you want to feed God's people. You want the Lord to <laughs> to feed people through His Word through you, and so. You you just hope and pray that there's good spiritual lasting benefit yeah. when you preach, yeah. and you finish a sermon, and you think, I, I I hope it I hope it clicked I hope it worked. Yep. Not because of me, but because of the Lord working through His Spirit and His Word. And sometimes you're left to sit and wonder, totally, and just trust the Lord. But you just sit there and you think, I I really hope this was beneficial for the people
1: yeah yeah and, and it's it's like you you do this whole thing and you feel like you're battling you know hell as you get up there and you <laughs> preach and like it's this big cosmic battle of light versus dark and you you pour your soul out and then it's like amen and everyone's like all right cool let's go to lunch and let's go game after football church. game let's go and it's that's fine like there's nothing Not a, but bad. but for the preacher there's a particular vulnerability i think to going man did this make any impact now when we look at that with eyes of faith we say yes the lord is feeding his church and he's changing us by degrees and um but often it's it's really hard to tell in the moment so i guess we kind of got off topic but this is good to talk about when we have when we have good or when we have guys coming in and they're learning to preach one of the ways we encourage them is by reminding them of how valuable their work is Mm. and and reminding them that their work or their preaching is helping you like tell them how, and as you said, be specific. This particular point you made really helped me see this that I never saw before.
0: Yeah. And, and, but let's not flatter. Also, we've talked about this much. Let's not flatter. Um, Don't give empty praise And um, don't feel bad giving some critical feedback that helps and encourages to improve.
1: Yeah, timing is important on how... like Entirely. Yeah, when you do that. But that's true. And how you do that, there's wisdom in there. But you want to... Yeah, sometimes a good question, not assuming a guy tried Mm -hmm. to preach heresy, (laughs) but assuming he tried to be good it was just maybe unclear and so you can hopefully ask nobody's preaching outright heresy. Yeah, right. yeah um so there's a way to do that hopefully yeah so yeah participate in the raising up of new preachers whenever we get other guys up there and, and grow in your appreciation of the variety of styles That mark is totally different from me and you're different from mark and kent will be different from the rest of us yeah that's beautiful and we should learn to appreciate the word is the same, mm-hmm. though we, it'll come, and people will learn. And we benefit
0: in different ways from, right, exactly. from that. And so praise God for that sometimes. yeah. Because you'll say, you'll preach a text in one way, and it will help someone in a particular way. Mark will preach it in as well and preach the same point of the sermon, but because he's Mark and he's seeing things a little bit differently or applying things differently um, or even wording something differently, people will benefit from that. Yeah, yeah. Something um, to be thankful for. Hey, preaching the psalms—it's going to be good on Sunday. We're excited for it. Like Eric said, we're going to be taking a break from the podcast, um, officially, <laughs> for about the next month or so, and we'll let you know when we're back. But while we're taking a break, uh, if people do regularly listen to this, what's something they can read instead of listening, or
1: just because? Um. A book they can read instead of listening. You you put this in the notes. I've got one. Yeah, no, you got one. I've
0: got one, but I don't know if you have one. You seem unsure. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, Taylor and I just started this book a few weeks ago. I was telling you yesterday. You have it on your shelf. Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland is a new book, and it's really, really good. And it speaks of essentially Christ's heart for his people, for his children. And as a great encouragement, I think would be a great encouragement, particularly, particularly to anybody um, struggling with doubt or lack of assurance at times, or even maybe guilt, um, because it talks much about how Christ, Christ seeks sinners um, and wants to welcome them to himself and how even our sin drives him towards us in mercy and grace. Uh, so it's really encouraging as you just understand Christ more, you want to praise Him more as you read this book, and it's also helpful if you struggle in any way. Yeah, I'm gonna go. The ahead. heart of Christ for His people.
1: I'm gonna second that. I haven't read it yet, so I can't. It's just I been have it so good. Sitting right here behind me, and I'd love to start because I've heard that it's going to be a book that lasts the ages because it's a cl- it's it's so yeah. good.
0: It's um it's a really good read, but it's also not a super hard read. And the chapters are short. So if you're just someone who doesn't want to trudge through 30 pages of a chapter, but you want to read 10 or 7 pages or something, um, so far, like halfway through the book, that's how it's been. And that's helpful too if you don't always have time to sit and read something else. Right. So, Well,
1: I'm looking forward to seeing everyone outside
0: Sunday. Yeah, one note with that is please do your best to social distance and wear your face masks. And this week, because of some new guidelines that came out yesterday on the 1st, be sure to wear your face mask all morning and please do so also while we're singing. If maybe you're prone, uh, because it is a little bit more difficult to take it unless off. Unless they have
1: breathing issues or, and, or health yeah, issues. Yeah. Unless you've
0: it. got health issues or under two, if, if you, um, have any underlying conditions that would make it unwise for you to wear, wear a mask, don't. Otherwise, if you're a little more regular, um, please wear it even while we're singing and even after the service, just so that we can, to the best of our ability and and um, with good conscience follow so guidelines if you're
1: three or under do you have to wear a mask uh,
0: I think you don't two or under three or
1: under something like that so Jack uh, if you're listening Ezra I think the CDC um, says if two. you're listening you don't you don't have to wear a mask yeah Ezra never ca- wears a mask just, just, like just it's case.
0: literally a suffocation hazard if you're small enough
1: So just in case Isaiah Van Bowser's listening you don't have to wear a mask either
0: but Isaiah Vasquez you should probably wear a mask
1: yeah most certainly all of those boys are listening to this podcast
0: now, also, now, just we're totally off on the tangent now.
1: The Vasquez boys sing really well, and I there, hear them even yeah. through their mask. Go yeah. sit by
0: them six feet away this Sunday yeah. and enjoy listening to the Vasquez family sing. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you Sunday, though. We're it's really excited trap, to family. see you, even uh, with restrictions. We love worshiping together as one unified body in one place. We'll see you then.
1: And you'll hear us again sometime in August. With a new intro song.